Hello, and welcome to The Shift Zone. I'm your host, Val Dorsey. This podcast provides tips and tools to help you shift your mindset and shift your actions to both activate and step into your zones of personal and professional success. Hello, and welcome to The Shift Zone. Joining me today is Viv Nicole. Hey, Viv. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Just fine. I have one question for you before we start. Okay. Are you ready to step into the zone? Absolutely. I've been waiting. (laughs) Okay, then. Let's do it. Okay. Your bio, everything about you is in the show notes, but I do want you to tell the listeners just a little bit about you and just tell them a little bit about Viv Nicole. Well, of course, my name is Viv Nicole. I am originally from Greenwood, Mississippi. I moved away from here when I was roughly about... So I was 13 years old to Indiana. For 20 years, I was in Indiana, and I decided to come back. And I am a serial entrepreneur. I usually hop on the newest trend. By the time someone else finds out about it and try to figure it out, I've already made my money and moved right along. Okay, okay. All right, Viv. Viv and I have worked on several projects together. She's a master event planner. Anything that she puts her hands on turns into gold. So pay close attention to what she has to say about helping you step into your zone of success. I know you personally, and I know that you just recently relocated to Mississippi within the last few years. So I just want to talk about your move and how difficult it was for you to move from a major city to Mississippi into a small town. So... I guess I'll start by saying it was a very different environment. Greenwood is a tough crowd. Let's just get that out there. They're a tough crowd. They already have their cliques. They already have who they are for, who they're shopping with, who they're going to to do their hair. So it was a tough crowd. I did know a few people from elementary school. But, you know, when you move from somewhere and you've been gone for 20 years, those are adults now. So you don't know that same person anymore. So I had to build my name. So the first thing I started to do, I started to do lashes. It was hard. Let me just say something, because I want to jump in. Greenwood is a tough crowd, and it's not just a tough crowd for new people. It can be a tough crowd for people who are already here trying to do new things. So I understand you when you say that sometimes when you're trying to create something new, launch something, do something new in a small town, there can be a lot of resistance to change. And people, sometimes they're just not as receptive to something new. Right. So, like, I was the first person to do lashes here. Last extensions, no one knew what they were. They was trying to figure out how I was doing them to make them look so natural. So that was my thing to bring the people in. The same thing with brunches. I was the first person to do a uh, networking brunch here. So I just wanted to bring things. When I saw a gap in networking events and things to bring women together, I knew that I had to step in. I wanted to step in. I'm accustomed to Sundays after church. I'm going to brunch with my friends. She may bring another friend, and that friend may bring another friend. We're talking about business, saying, hey, we're going to cross-promote next week each other. I'm going to purchase this from you. We had none of that in Greenwood when I came here. So anytime you're trying to do something new, and especially when you step into unknown territory, it can be scary. Yes. And one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show to have this conversation is because fear keeps people from doing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes being in that comfort zone and 
being afraid to step into the unknown just keep you at stagnation and keep you in a place where you don't succeed. So I want you to talk about what were some of your challenges? I know you've discussed a few, but what were some of your challenges and what are some things that you did to mentally prepare yourself for this uncharted territory? The first thing I do, I pray about it. You cannot go into anything without praying about it. I talk to God. I get my vision. I see where I try to figure out where he wants me to go with it. And I, I go for it. I do it scared. I, I do a lot of things scared. If you are scared, that means that you are going into unfamiliar zones, getting out of your comfort zone. And you got to go because if you stay in your comfort zone, you're never going to elevate. You're going to stay there. So I do a lot of things scared. Most things I do, I do it scared like, oh, my God, I'm going to do something new. What am I going to do? And that right there be my motivation because I'm going to actually tell you what I usually do. When I post it on social media that I'm getting ready to do something, that's not really me telling people that I'm doing something. That's for me to say that I have to do it because I've already told people what I'm going to do. So now I have to keep going. Now, Viv, you know that I'm I'm writing a book. You know, I have a book, The Shift Zone, that's actually coming out in 2022. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I talk about in that book is commitment Mm -hmm. and how you have to put yourself out there and commit yourself. And also how you have to make a commitment to your commitments. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the fact that you're saying that when you put out your notices on social media, you're basically holding yourself accountable accountable for that mm-hmm. because that's a part of it. So let's talk about your first event because I know that was probably the scariest event for you. The first event was very challenging. I was in Memphis and I was a vendor. For Erica Glam. She's from here as well. And she said, Viv, you have to do a brunch in Greenwood. I said, Greenwood? A brunch? Are you serious? I'm like, who would come? They don't even know me there. And she was like, we're going to promote it. And I started promoting it. A lot of people thought I was a fake page because I wasn't from (laughs) here. I had someone tell me, like, I thought you were a fake page. But I started promoting it. I think that I had 13 vendors for my very first brunch. I had 13 vendors. It wasn't a sold-out event, but once they came and they saw it, they started asking for another one, and it's been on since then. Like, when I say that my brunches are sold-out events, I they beg to buy tickets after I have taken them off sale. I have been tremendously blessed with the amazing support that I have gotten from here, and I'm very appreciative of it. You and I had a conversation about how everyone else looks at things that, you do that I do. And a lot of times when we do things, we make it look easy. But the truth is we don't have a blueprint. Sometimes when you're stepping out on faith mm-hmm. and you're stepping out of fear, mm-hmm. there's no blueprint for it. Mm-hmm. So I want you to talk about that first event and let everyone know how it really looked on the inside as far as the planning and Getting things together. I decorated myself, and I'm not a decorator. Let's just put that out there. <laughs> so I, I didn't know anyone to decorate here. So and people wasn't very accepting of me. So I'm like, well, I'm reaching out to people. They'll look at my message. They will close, like, not reply back to it because they didn't know me. They didn't know what I was doing. And they like brunch. <laughs> Right. (laughs) Brunch. Like, what is that? So I had to get a lot of things together myself. Personally, I had to like 
I had to do a lot of manual work. I was promoting myself on social media where people did not know me. So my grandmother was talking to people. I would walk up to people in the store like that I thought that uh, would be interested and just tell them about it. It was it was hard. The first brunch was very hard for me. I thought after I did that first brunch, I was like, I'm never doing this again. But I've already put myself out there. I'm not going to refund these people because they've already bought tickets. And then I had people coming like when people started going live at the event, I had people coming in to buy tickets at the door. And I didn't even charge. I'm like, at this point, come on in. So I knew then that this was going to be a thing here because they didn't expect for the event to go as well as it went. Let's just be truthful. You were scared. I was. I don't want to say you were not prepared because maybe that's not the word for it, but you didn't have a blueprint mapped out, but you still did it and you were successful. Mm -hmm. And just what's your view on success? Because I know sometimes failure and the fear of failure can keep people from actually starting that business, hosting that event doing what it is they want to do, but just tell people how important it is to just do it scared. It's very important to do it scared. I never think of things as a failure. To me, I either learn or it's a lesson. You have to do things scared. If you don't do it, you're going to stay in that same comfort zone. Again, I always like to say this. You will not elevate if you don't move forward with whatever you have planned to do. The only failure that you can make or the only time that you can fail is not trying and not trying to complete like don't stop keep going I have this thing that I saw on Instagram and I've been running with it like if you're going through hell why stop like you really going to stop in hell don't right. you want to get the, don't you want to get out right. of hell right don't you want to leave hell like why would you stop in hell to keep burning keep right. going and I think there's a motivational speaker I want to say is Eric Thomas that says if you're going to cry If you're going to have pain, get something for your pain. Yes. And I wanted to talk about that because I know a lot of things you've done. Mm -hmm. You have been afraid to do them. I have. Now they look. And I am. Look, they look really good now. You make it look seamless, flawless. But on the backside of it, I want everyone to understand that there's a lot of fear because people look at influencers on social media. They look at other Mm -hmm. business owners. They look at people on TV and by the time it gets to that point, yes, everything looks good. It's so hard. And it's very hard. It's hard to sell tickets um, because a lot of people are like, why she want that much for it? What's she going to get? But when you come to my event, you're going to see why my ticket was $55 or why you paid to be a VIP person because you're going to get amazing food. You're going to get an amazing event. You're going to get amazing speakers. And you're going to get amazing decor. It's going to be top of the line. You're going to have some amazing vendors. You're going to be able to shop. And you're going to have mimosas. Like, <laughs> bottomless mimosas at that. Like, it doesn't stop. Like, right. okay, so, like, this is why. So, when I say that I do it scared, it's not about what I think someone is going to do, what I think someone is going to say about me. It's more so about, are people going to come? I just did this. They know what it's going to be like already. And my biggest thing when I'm doing things scared is... I'm always afraid that I'm not going to live up to my expectations because mm-hmm. I can be my biggest critic. I'm harder on me than anybody else can ever be on me. Right. So like if you see if you see me lacking somewhere, don't talk about me. Let me know. Come talk to me about it. So that way, that way I can come check myself. Right. I'm very big on checking myself. And, you know, when you're putting on any kind of event or you're in business or you're providing any kind of good or service, 
you are not going to be able to 100% satisfy everyone anyway. Never. It's just not going to happen. And I think that early on in my career, that was an unrealistic expectation that I had. I wanted to satisfy everyone. I didn't want anyone to be dissatisfied with my services. And sometimes even when you do your best, Mm -hmm. you could have the best brunch, best event, Mm -hmm. just top notch. But still, there's going to be someone who may not like it. Mm -hmm. So talk about how important it is to just get past the negative comments and the background noise. Okay, so like that part is really hard. This last event, I said to myself. And I say this a lot, actually, like I may say this in a caption on a picture or something like this, but I now wholeheartedly believe this. I can't be everyone's cup of tea. I can't force people to have great taste. So, okay. Okay. Well, just say it then. (laughs) I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Like, I'm not. I can't force you to have amazing taste because once you come over to my event and you get a dose of it, you're going to always want to come. I'm not going to put out anything that's not great. And that's just how I feel about myself. I've done a number of events now, and I'm only going to get better. I'm only going to get better. So if you have had the luxury of coming to one of my events, you know what you're stepping into. So just imagine that last one, what the next one will be if I decide to have one. Right. You've gone from a fearful first-time event planner to basically mastering your craft of having these amazing brunches. Now, don't get it twisted now. I will like, like, oh, my God, can I do this? Should I do it again? I just did one. Is it time? Not fear of if anyone's going to come now, because I know people are going to come. It's more so now, is it time for another event? Will vendors want to come? It's more so like, how many vendors can I have? Because this time I had to cut off vendors. I know there was corona, but... At the same time, people were still paying for their vendor spots and then vendors were dropping out and they wanted a refund because Corona. So that was my fear for this last event. So if I decide to have a next event, I know for sure that it's going to be simply amazing. I have some great ideas. I don't know if I want to bring them to Greenwood. I don't know if it's going to be in Indiana. I don't know if we're going to take this somewhere else. What we discussed, Val. Right. You know, (laughs) hint, hint. (laughs) But the next thing that I do is going to be simply amazing. And it's going to be a level up from what you are accustomed to. And I cannot wait to share. I want to move on and talk about the different things that you're involved in. Okay. Because I know that it can be very fearful to be engaged in multiple activities. And I know that you do lashes and mm-hmm. you're doing the micro links, mm-hmm. hair care products. Mm-hmm. You're doing a little bit of it all. So what type of focus would a person need to have to be able to move in the way that you move? Because people see you and I don't think they realize how difficult it is to have those different things. I'm not going to say focus. I don't really focus on focus. I focus on self-discipline. You have to have self-discipline. You have to have organization as well. So to me, this is the day I'm going to do lashes. This day is dedicated for lashes. Most days I'm going to do lashes Monday through Thursday. Now, Fridays and Saturdays is dedicated for hair. So I have a very strategic schedule. I'm very strategic about my schedule. I'm very strategic about my clients. My clients usually don't even see each other. I never overbooked. I'm very personable with my clients. They love me. I didn't even charge a deposit because my clients are coming. They simply love me and I simply love them. I'm very appreciative of my clients. But again, 
it's not about a focus for me because it comes naturally to me of what I do, of what I want to do, and making sure that my clients are taken care of and making sure that I give them what they what they are paying for. So it's more about self-discipline because it's easy to be on social media too long. Right. It's easy to, to sit down and forget what you were doing. I'm not like that. Once I put my mind to it, I have a schedule. Sundays, I schedule out what I'm going to do for my post for the week. On Sundays, I make sure that I have everything together. Most Sundays, I don't work, but it's basketball season, so i kind of been working. So I'm very strategic about my schedule. I'm very strategic about what I say. I only give a little bit online on my social media page. You're going to see me promoting someone else, promoting myself, a couple funnies, Really nothing personal about me really on my page. I'm trying to be a little bit more transparent like I used to be, but it's kind of scary and green with Mississippi. <laughs> right. I, I get you. Let me ask you this question, because I know in dealing with people in the coaching and consulting space mm-hmm. with business owners and people that have issues with their mindset, I don't want to say issues, but maybe they're in a stuck place and they need some help moving and navigating being strategic, mm-hmm. being organized, and being disciplined is a major problem. And I want to know if you have any tips to help someone shift into that space that they can be disciplined and organized. Because I know when it comes to running a business and being an entrepreneur, that is key and that is major. I know that there are a lot of people out there that want to enter the shift zone. They want to get to that point where they can be effective. They can be productive. They can start their business while they're working their nine to five and building themselves up. But a lot of people can't find the time and the space. I still have a nine to five. Exactly. Which is why (laughs) I want you to provide tips to help them enter that zone where they can also be successful in their outside business. Your downtime is your planning time. You do have to strategically write down everything that you want. So your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday schedule needs to be written down. If it's not written down, how are you going to remember? And also, if you are a stylist or if you're doing nails, if you're in the beauty industry, I recommend you have a scheduling app. That way it comes to your phone. That app will also reach out to your clients personally for you. So that takes some kind of the weight off of you. Far as like your product line, have an assistant. I'm not ashamed to say that sometimes I hire assistants for one day just to help me with my recording, to help me when I'm doing micro links just so that I can have stuff to post for social media. If you need help, don't be scared to ask for help, but make sure that you get the people that you can count on. Right. You have to have the right people in your circle. Mm-hmm. You have to have those people who are going to work with you mm-hmm. and people that want to see you win, that's willing to help you achieve your goals, and that's willing to hold you accountable. But the major tip that I have is set some time aside on a day that you have a low maintenance day and you write down what you want to do for that week. When you write down what you do for that week, you always circle back to it. Make a note in your phone, make, take a small notebook in your purse, but you have to have something that's always with you. I'm a pencil person. I'm not a pen person. The reason why I like a pencil is because everything is not written in stone. Things change day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute. I may have to erase some stuff off my schedule because I can't do it. I may have to move it around. So I'm going to talk about something that's kind of controversial. You and I are both early birds. Yes. And I tell people a lot that if you want to get more time, change how you spend your time. Mm -hmm. And I know that everyone needs rest. 
But I think that sometimes sleep gets in the way. Mm-hmm. I've consulted with a lot of people that want to find time to work on their businesses, to work on their goals, but they're sleeping on Saturdays to like noon. I wish I could sleep tonight and, on a Saturday. <laughs> you know, there's always a debate about, well, you don't have to be the five o'clock in the morning person. But if you have a nine to five, if you have children, if you have other obligations, you're going to have to find that time from somewhere. Right. So what advice do you have about the wasting time on extra sleep? And social media. If you want something different, you have to do something different. If you want it to stay the same, stay the same. If you want change, you have to change. There's no way that you can get different results doing the same thing. Exactly. So it's totally up to you. When people say, well, I can't do this, I can't do that. I try not to use the word can't. I say, well, I'm not able to do that right now. Right. So if you want change, you have to get up off your butt. Like, you you can't sleep. I think about things in my sleep. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and I put notes in my phone because I thought about something in my sleep. I eat, breathe, sleep the things that I want to do in life. And if you're not sleeping, thinking about it, dreaming about it, maybe that's not for you. You're just seeing a trend because entrepreneurship is not for everybody. And they think that it's easy. They see it online. They don't get to see the highs and lows. Everybody don't post their lows. And I'm guilty. I don't post a lot of my lows and I have a lot of lows, but baby, I'm going to bring myself back up. The reason why I don't post my lows is because I don't stay there long. I may trip, but I never fall. So, right. So it's very imperative that people get out of that mind frame of not wanting change they won't change but they don't want to change they actually just I can't even explain it like I get a lot of people who inbox me they want to consult with me like how do I do it I get up and I do it I study it I don't try to get the advice from someone else on how to do it yeah I may tell somebody about what I want to do but I'm not going to look for them to help me get it off the ground I'm gonna do my research I'm gonna find out what classes I can take because Google only going to get you so far you have to pay for what you want to know I'm going to go find that expert and I'm going to research that expert as well. And I'm going to get it off the ground, whatever you want to do. I'm not going to sleep 12 o'clock. Now I'm not going to say I'm not going to take a nap, but 12 o'clock I've been up already. Like I've already brushed my teeth, washed my face, been outside, been to the store somewhere. And let me just say this, because it's not just about the sleep. Now I get up every morning between 4.30 and I'm going to say between 4.30 and 5.30 because that's just my flow. That's the time where I'm creative. That's the time where I have energy. And when you think about it, if you just get up one hour earlier mm-hmm. per day, there's seven days in a week. That's you have right. an extra seven hours to work on something that you otherwise didn't have time for. But also, like you said, the use of your social media. Also, maybe your social life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's always something that you can cut out. that you can cut back from, not necessarily cut out completely, because I know having a social life is important. Getting your rest is important. But if you're really trying to achieve something, you have to be able to shift into making sacrifices so and, that you can get them done. And you know what else I do? I fast a lot. I may fast from social media from seven days. And the reason why I'm a fast from social media is because. I'm working on something. I'm praying about something. I'm building something. I'm building a foundation for it. And I don't want any interruptions. Having a social life is important. Getting your rest is important. But if you're really trying to achieve something, you have to be able to shift into making sacrifices 
so that you can get them done. And you know what else I do? I fast a lot. Like I may fast from social media from seven days. And the reason why I'm a fast from social media is because I'm working on something. I'm praying about something. I'm building something. I'm building a foundation for it. And I don't want any interruptions. I don't want to see what someone else is doing if it's in the same field. You Google something and it's going to come up, pop up in your social media feed. I want it to be me. I want it to be authentically me. So sometimes if I'm working on something, I just do away with social media for a while. And sometimes I just take a fast period. Sometimes you need a fast and you need to get in touch with your inner you. It's very important to take a breather sometimes just to get back in touch with the inner you to see where you want to be. This is a good time. The fourth quarter is a right. good time to fast. And it may not even have to be social media. It may just take away something that you like a lot of soda, anything. It could be you're going to get off a phone, not going to take phone calls at a certain time for seven days or however long you want to do. But it is very imperative that you take time out and make a sacrifice and pray about what your next step is going to be. Again, the fourth quarter is a great time to go ahead and start what you're going to do for the next year. We're really about to run into a, a whole nother thing. And it's going to be really hard for people because things are going up. Prices are going up. The money is not circulating as it was. So this is the time now where you need to be prepping for 2022 because it's about to get real. 2022 is going to be what you really did in 2020 and 2021. It's about to really show what you were really doing if you were working, if you were playing. Right. And, you know, now is a good time as well to be starting on your goals. I know that you're very goal oriented and so am I. And it's important to have a roadmap. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't think of the exact quote, but there's a quote by someone and I I really can't think about who it is, but he talks about destination Mm -hmm. and how if you're just walking through life without a roadmap, you're going to end up anywhere. And it definitely won't be the place that you you want it to end up. So it's really important at this point to start looking at your goals, looking at your 2022, figuring out what do I want my year to be like? I'm real big on vision, Mm -hmm. really, really, really big on vision. And I honestly think that it sets the tone for your entire life and you have to be clear on what you want. And one of the things you were talking about like just having that time and taking a step back and maybe fasting from social media or something like that, that gives you the space to be mm-hmm. able to to get clear on that vision. Have a clear mind. Have a clear mind. I, I And I can't stress it enough. I've been telling my friends. I've been telling people around me, people who ask, you have to prep yourself for what's to come. Prep yourself. Go in it with a clear mind. Write down everything. Write down your goals because entrepreneurship is not easy. It's not easy. And people think that it's easy. And I, I stress and I say this a lot. It takes time. It takes money. And it takes dedication and ambition. If you don't have the four of those things, entrepreneurship is not for you. It's not. So let me ask you a question. And this is something that I ask all of my guests. If you can think of one thing that pushed you into success, gave you that drive to want to create personal and professional success for yourself, what do you think that one thing would be? I I push myself because my kids, I want them to know. I like the best of both worlds. I don't want my kids to think that your entrepreneurship is easy. You can just jump into that because my kids may be a nine to five type of worker. So I don't force entrepreneurship on them at all. So my kids really give me that, that extra push. My family, I have an amazing support system. My kid's father 
taught me a lot of things. He kind of really laced my boots. And so when I came here, I was really in go mode because I already have done a lot of businesses. So I've always been business minded, but never business minded for myself. So that was a big deal for me to be business minded for myself. So taking what I've already known and what I've already been through and what I learned, I ran with it. So like I look at my kids and like, okay, I can't give up. Like I have to keep going. And you know, I ask that question because I'm really big on knowing my why. Because I feel like if you know your why, that's going to push you into the how. And everything that you want to show up in your life, if you just know why you're doing it, you'll keep going and you'll eventually get to it. And I just think it's really important to know your why, Mm -hmm. to know what is it that drives me? What is it that motivates me to go out there, show up every day and to be great? As far as like lashes and um, the beauty industry, I love to make women feel beautiful. I love to look amazing. I love to look pretty. I love to put on clothes. So when you put on your clothes, like you look at yourself, you're like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm that today, you know? Right. So when I feel like that, I want other women to feel like that. So it's like when, when they open their eyes and they see their lashes or they see their hair and they love it, I feel accomplished. Right. I did my job. And you know, you can have more than one why. Like you said, your children are your why. And just the the value that you're adding to the women that you serve. There's no greater feeling than walking in your purpose, serving, but seeing and knowing that you are taking a part of you and adding value to someone else. That's priceless. Yes. Now, one of the things I see, and this is just the people that I deal with and in general, is that people have a hard time focusing but my question is, if, if you could give any kind of advice to a person who's kind of lost focus, lost that drive, they've lost their vision, what are some of the things that you think that they could do to try to start shifting back to that place? Because that's real important. The focus kind of starts it all. I say, is this what you really want? Because if you lost focus, maybe it's not what you want. Right. Um, go back into the dig into the inner you and figure out what you want, because maybe you have not lost focus. Maybe it's not what you want to do. Maybe that's not your niche. Maybe that's not the place that you want to go. And maybe you want to go somewhere else. So go back into inner self and figure out why you lost focus. You know what? That's a good thing, because sometimes people lose focus because of traumatic events in their life and all of that. But you're correct. Sometimes you'll get to that point where you feel like you're everywhere. You're all over the place. Because you are, because you're not really where you want to be and you're not doing the things that you want to do. And so you're just not there mentally. And it may not be what you want to do. For instance, I'll give you an example. I took a brow class two years ago. I did this thing. It was trendy. I'm like, I'm going to do brows. I'm going to come back. I'm going to be the best tattoo brow artist there is. And I did a couple of brows. I was like, yeah, this is not me. This is not my thing. Like they was like, why are you not doing brows? I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do it. I lost focus. The reason why I lost focus for it is because it wasn't my niche. It wasn't my area of specialty. I thought it was. So I'm not afraid to say that I've taken many classes for things that I don't do because I lost focus for it because it wasn't for me. You know how important it is to recognize that and to be able to own that and say that? Because I know now people call me for cases, different types of cases that I don't take. And that's because in my law practice, I can say early on, I was guilty of that. Doing things that you really don't want to do that really don't don't fit you mm-hmm. and, and kind of getting lost in the shuffle mm-hmm. and feeling like you're a little bit out of sorts. Mm-hmm. That's something I talk about in the book as well. Mm-hmm. And just... Getting to that point where 
you understand that it's okay to just withdraw from things mm-hmm. that you don't connect with and to Absolutely. be able to let other people know and stand firm and say, hey, I'm not going to do this thing because this doesn't align with me. Yes. I don't feel connected. I'm a fan of saying, hey, I'm uncomfortable with the conversation. I don't mind saying it at all. Right. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with the situation. I'm uncomfortable with the event. I'm uncomfortable with the service. I don't like it. I'm going to move along. That's, the most respectful way possible. That's really important. And that's a really great tip to analyze your lack of focus from a different standpoint. Are you doing the things you want to do? Are you really engaging in the activities that serve you, that feed your soul, that, you know, that, that give you that natural high that is you this need. wholeheartedly what you feel in your heart that you're supposed to be doing? Right. Do you think this is what God puts you here to do? Is this your purpose? So sometimes your focus, not that you've lost focus because you're sad or that you're stressed out. That's just not what you want to do, sis. Right. <laughs> now, this last question is more so personal to you. Okay. If you could give one word to describe yourself, what would that one word be and why? Amazing. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) I think I am very much so amazing. I love me. The word amazing can go in many ways. I'm amazing at what I do. I'm an amazing person. I'm an amazing friend. I'm an amazing mother. I'm an amazing granddaughter. Like I'm amazing. Honestly, that's a good answer because I think we were all created to be amazing. And I am. I think you're amazing too. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Having that feeling that you're amazing is important. That's so important because when you go out in this world and you interact with people and you collaborate with people and you serve people, mm-hmm. you have to have that high self-esteem. You have to because the world will eat you up. The world will eat you up. And you out. <laughs> like, I'm not going to let you do that to me because I'm amazing. That's that's great because I think you're amazing too. Thank you. Well, Viv, you. you know what? It's been such a pleasure. And I know this is the first time that you've stepped into the zone. Yes. But honey, I know that this will not be the last time. I'm excited. I'm excited for where this is going to go. And I foresee this being amazing. All right. And you're amazing. Thanks, sis.